0: Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jessie Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some
1: of the voices behind the Paper Flowers Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk.
0: You're listening to episode three. Today, we're gonna to talk a little bit about how we got started. We all come from different backgrounds and we have been active in the paper floors community for a while, so we thought you'd give you a little bit of backstory. Um, I'll start with myself. This is Priscilla, by the way, if you don't recognize my voice already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Priscilla.
0: So I got started selling paper flowers in 2014 when it was my daughter's first birthday and I needed some unique decor items. At the time, I had a bath and body shop. I was a preschool teacher before that. I lived in China for seven years. So I did a bunch of different things and I never expected to turn paper flowers into a business, but I made a flu for my daughter's uh, birthday. And I happened to be near the shop um, paper mart, which is one of the few places at the time that you can get crepe paper. So I had no idea what crepe paper was. I just had heard about the cereal. So I picked up a few rolls, gave it a try and I fell in love. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be Really, something. So I put it onto my Etsy uh, bath and body shop, and within like a week or a few days, my flower set sold. So I was hooked. I was like, okay, I can make money doing this. That's so a good <laughs> crazy. Like, it takes a while. But at the time, there wasn't a lot of people doing that on Etsy. Um, there was, you know, people selling stem flowers, but for wallflowers, of this particular type, I had really like a broad audience. So that's how I got started. And within, I would say the beginning of the year, that was August and by January, it was like a full-time thing. My daughter was only, you know, she's really young at the time. So it was nice that I could stay home. And I decided just to take it from there. And it's just been nonstop working from there, going in different directions. And I was so happy when I met you guys, because it was like, oh, people actually do this for a living the thing that I do. <laughs>
1: I love it. It's amazing how busy you are. It's just like trying to fit our meeting around your schedule has been like
0: ridiculous. (laughs) My Etsy shop constantly stays busy. And part of that is um, I have a very specific target market and my items are priced for that target market. My flowers are designed for that target market tell people if you want to sell anything, not just paper flowers, but know your target market. So because I'm very keyed into who my target market is, I always have this. And Etsy was where you started, right? Yes. Yes. And that's still mainly where I do um, the bulk of my um, selling. I, I hate selling. I don't like marketing at all. I don't have like having to sell myself and I like the Etsy. I put it up there. People are coming to Etsy. They're searching. And so I don't really have to do much work as far as like advertising because Etsy just does all that for me
1: yeah and the one thing I really like about the three of us is that we all do come from different backgrounds we approach paper flowers in such a unique different ways and we all make it work and I love hearing the process and seeing like it's so interesting because of all three of us you do not have your own personal website I don't yeah, it's amazing, but you are so incredibly busy, and it's like this is another way to promote your business and to build your business where you're actually providing income for your family, which is amazing. So, I'm so proud of what you've done and Aww. all the projects that you're working on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Your support is always appreciated. <laughs> And that's
1: what we're here for. I love hearing everyone's story. And Jesse, it's just incredible how you've built your business in Canada. Tell us about how you got started.
2: So, I got started, I think, like most people, we wanted to make something interesting for our own wedding. And um, I've always been creative, so it was a great outlet for me to make my own um, wedding bouquets and centerpieces for my wedding, and that was in 2015, so for like six months, every day after work. I would just come home, make flowers. I found that I really enjoyed the arranging part the most, the designing. I guess it's the whole process, you know, the process of visualizing what I wanted to make and then coming, you know, seeing it come to life. And so after the wedding, I went on my honeymoon, went back to work. And if you guys didn't know, I was a family lawyer. I am technically still. I mean, I still have- <laughs> Which people, I love. i like, oh, <laughs> so
0: cool. Paper floor lawyer.
2: One of the reasons why I needed that creative outlet, to be honest, is because my work was so demanding. Um, I, I am a family lawyer, so I deal with people who you know, deal with separation and divorce. And um, it can be a bit overwhelming and emotionally draining. So the creative outlet really made me, uh, reminded me of you know, why I, um, why I you know, made things. So uh, after the wedding, I felt I needed a change in my job and it wasn't really necessarily to be creative. It was just, you know, sometimes in life you're doing something and you feel the winds have changed Mm -hmm. Um, and you feel like it's not the same. You need something else to kind of motivate you, something – and it could be anything, right? It could be, oh, you're reevaluating your career or you're evaluating something in your life. Um, But it felt really different. And my husband and I talked about – well, we were actually also at the time we discovered that I was pregnant. So we were talking about, well, ideally I'd be able to stay home with Tristan, my son – for the first couple of years of his life, his really, it's really short the time that they're not in school, you know, it's yeah. like four years. So I would, you know, stay home with him and um, spend that time. And because we were also planning on growing our family, that was, you know, ideal, the ideal uh, schedule um, that I would stay home. I decided to quit my job, got from my husband, who's super enthusiastic and supportive of, of me um I sort the of yeah i know I, to be honest, I mean honestly if i was single at the time financially i wouldn't have been able to do it although i know i think i still would have decided okay i'm gonna i need a change but it might have been just a change to a different job you know or to a different firm even though i love the people i worked with but you know sometimes it just gets stale you kind of feel burnt out you need to kind of move on yes um, so I mean, everything kind of came together. It was kind of the right timing, I think, to start something. So I started blogging because I did like doing a lot of DIY stuff. And at that time in 2016, I guess, uh, blogging was blowing up. Like people were, mommy blogs were blowing up. People who just did like DIY stuff was blowing up. And my husband is involved in a lot of, uh, looking at the tech industry and all of that stuff. Uh, so he was aware that, no, you can make money blogging so mm-hmm. he wasn't like oh maybe you know what are you thinking of like you can't do this it was more like okay we'll try and we'll see where it goes so what did you and, blog about uh so I blogged about DIY stuff so I would like make things like make things and then like blog about it um either I did and I, I did a variety of stuff I did like I did cooking stuff so I did food photography a little bit
0: oh, uh, I which is really fun yeah. yeah, it
2: really really, really, no <laughs> it's not there anymore <laughs> um, and then I did like DIY stuff and it was kind of cool like there was some traction and that was when I started posting on Instagram which I had not cared about at all before like social media I mean I grew up well I mean I suppose I grew up in an era where people were starting to use Instagram but it wasn't a normal thing right I didn't start text literally I didn't start texting and then until like 2008 and I know (laughs) people had already been texting before that but I didn't because it didn't go comfortably so like Instagram was like so out of the realm, but my husband was like, Well, if you're gonna like blog, you need you need a social media presence. So I started posting on Instagram. And my husband was the one who was like, No, you need to start posting like about your paper flowers because you planned your whole wedding. Your husband's so, so savvy. <laughs> yeah, he about, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's I told you, right? He's like he loves investing in startups, so I'm considered a startup. For him. Sure, startup. <laughs> I am a startup. One of his. Yeah, he was like, "No, you got to start posting about your paper flowers because ev- like, there's so many people out there like you who are planning their wedding who want to make paper flowers or DIY. Um, so you should post that." So I was like, uh, "I was like, I literally dragged my feet because I was like, who's gonna who's gonna be interested in this? You know, I still was really new to the social media world. Anyways, that's when I started posting. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, people actually like. You know, paired, or oh, not surprisingly, you're yeah, no, so right? amazing. No, yeah. but I mean, I started from like literally. I started from like you know, like everyone else, right? We all started from somewhere. So yes, so true. Kind of where it started? People always ask, oh, what is you know, what did um your wedding bouquet look like? And I'm like. I didn't even take many photos. I wish I had. Oh, Now <laughs> no. it's like in it the corner somewhere. But um, no, around that time, so 2016, around that time, Canada didn't really have any crepe paper. Like, you know, Priscilla, you were saying, like, what is crepe paper? It wasn't really something popular. But I have a local store in Toronto called The Paper Place. And they started carrying the fine Denison crepe paper and the double-sided as well. I don't even remember. I think I just Googled. I think I Googled like crepe paper Toronto and it discovered that they actually had that paper. So I went to the store, bought the paper. And around that time in 2016 in the summer, I think it started growing. You know, Leah Griffith was coming out with her fine crepe, extra fine crepe paper that was in September. So the paper place actually in the summer invited me to do a workshop at their store. Cause they wanted to start promoting the Denison. When they asked me, I was, kind of, I was so surprised. Cause I'm like, like, I'm a nobody and um, I've been to the paper place like many times. I love their store. And so I taught my first one. It was not sold out. (laughs) Um, Not sold out like now, but um, because people didn't really know about it. But once I started doing the workshop, like my husband and I were like going back to the drawing board. We're like, Oh, maybe this is something, maybe this is something that I might be good at, you know, or maybe this is something that is developing and it's a niche market that isn't um it's just you know coming to four and then in the yeah and then so i was like okay let's try this and also to be honest like doing a diy blog is so freaking time consuming because your your creative outlet is everywhere you know every week you've got to buy your ingredients you got to buy whatever and put it together paper flowers as long as you have your paper you have your glue you have your scissors you can make anything out of it so i mean that's also another thing too where it's it was actually easier to just focus on one thing as a million things. And so I started blogging on that. And then, and then, yeah, I just kind of, kind of grew. I had my son in the, in the fall, it took three months off. And then afterwards I uh, bumped into a friend at a hundred day. So one of my friend's daughter had a hundred day dinner and I bumped into a friend who I knew like from 10 years ago. And she was like, Oh, I saw you post in something on paper flowers and then she wanted to commission some a bouquet for her friend and that was my very first like commission technically like a paid commission that's awesome i had done some work for my own friends but yeah my paid commission and then um yeah so 2017 was the year where everything just kind of uh grew so i've been really thankful that like everything kind of organically fell into place i i thank social media a lot mm-hmm because Instagram has been amazing for me. I do have a website. And I think that helps a lot too, because that's somewhere people can um, kind of uh, look at my work and find out more about me. But yeah, things just kind of grew that way. Anyways, I haven't looked back. So so even though, you know, I, I still technically have my law degree and stuff, it's, you know, it's something that's still there. But right now, I'm just concentrating on paper flowers. Yeah. So that's it pretty much. Oh my god, so amazing. But it's organic, right? That happen, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. it's just
1: But look at where you're at now. You're working on a book. It's coming I out know, in the crazy.
2: fall.
1: <laughs> You've done so many amazing commercial things and window display. It's been really amazing to see your progress because I think I've watched you Right at the beginning, we first started.
2: Too, yeah. yeah, and it's been it's
1: amazing to see and to actually meet you in person when you came and visit me last year. Yes. And then I met Priscilla that summer, and mm-hmm. I was like, meeting you guys in person and talking to you, connecting with you, was like, I need to work with these girls because they have Aww. something I don't have, and we meshed together so well. And really, I mean, it's made my paper flower journey even better just because I've been able to talk to you guys every single week. And we talk about, you know, not only do we talk about paper, we talk about our life, of course, and the struggles that we have in balancing work and life. And it's just been really amazing to experience and connect with you guys and have you guys relate to my problems and pain. <laughs> well,
0: definitely. Yeah, definitely. I remember um, when I saw Jesse's work for the first time and I saw Quinn's work for the first time, I was like, oh wait, is that how paper flowers are supposed to look? <laughs> 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 oh. Oh my gosh, it's been so
1: amazing to watch both of you. I think I started before either of you. I made my first paper flowers actually out of cardstock, and I was not doing paper flowers at all. I had no idea what it was, but what I was doing was I was actually doing I was doing a lot of um, planning at the point, corporate planning. I would do some party planning, event planning on the weekends for friends and families and word of mouth. And just kind of loosey-goosey, you know, I always have my hands in several different pots. And one of my brides. <laughs> I know. And so one of my brides asked me, she wanted some paper flowers. And I was like, sure, I can make it happen. I'm crafty. I can. And so I researched it. And at that time, cardstock was really popular and she really loved that stock. And so we ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff. And the photographer there actually ended up taking some amazing photos of the paper flowers that I created, people started seeing it and then people started asking me about it. And I was like, whoa, this is a thing. And I started researching more and more. And of course I ran across uh, PaperMark. I think the first crepe paper I actually brought was actually through Cart Finney and so this was back in 2014, and this is when I started looking at it, and Tiffany Turner turned up, Lynn Dolin, Kate Alicorn had just started around that time too, and also Margie, and it's just amazing to see all these artists at that particular point in time. I was like, paper that I really wanted to create, because it really rang true to me, and I did um, cardstock for just like a very short time, and then I switched over to um, crepe paper, and that's where I just fell in love with this craft. And it was just something like I never realized I was an artist until I started doing this. You guys, I cannot draw anything. I can draw a, maybe a straight line, maybe a circle, <laughs> but give me all the templates, please. <laughs> but for some reason, I just, you know, give me a scissor, give me paper, and I can just make whip up something for you guys. And so that's been really, really fun. It's just been really amazing. Like organically, things just Fell into place for me. I'm really good about talking to people and connecting with people. People have been really supportive of what I've been doing, and I had friends reach out to me and says, "I would really love to have paper flowers made by you." I was like, "Okay, I can totally make it happen." <laughs> and so, and that just evolved, and it just kind of like I, all the money that I commissions from it, I put back into the business. And my husband was very supportive about this. One of the things that was really important for me was I had back surgery a few years before that. It's something my husband and I talk about, it's like. I need a job because I am very physical and I, when I do something, I put more than a hundred percent in. And so when I had my catering business, (laughs) I'm like, even though I had a full staff, it was just something that if I, if people need help, if I didn't see things getting done, I'm all in there and doing it. I'm not, Thinking about my body or self care, and that's something that even as a paper florist, you're sitting so much, and your posture is bent forward because you're cutting. Is something that everyone needs to be aware of, and you know, do yoga, do a lot of stretches, get up and walk around that's really important, and something that I advocate a lot. Then I started, like, back to my story, I always ramble off quite a <laughs> bit. So I was very lucky. I, the handmade showroom was a really big component for me. They started carrying my paper flower kits, and then they let me do window displays. I've done um, several windows at display at that point. Then the next year, it, which was Two years ago, I feel like that's when my career really changed and I really made the investment. At that point, I reached out to Cart Finney because I had been buying a lot of crate paper from him and it was kind of crazy. So I don't know if you guys remember when I did the cherry
0: blossom. Yes, I, those were amazing. Mm-hmm. I gave Beautiful.
1: myself two months to do six window insulation.
0: Insane. It yeah. was
1: super insane. I, Like I said, I throw myself all in and <laughs> I literally created... I think, calculate, I did more than 4,000 stamens. Oh my gosh. That was ridiculous. I became the fringing queen at that point. I know. Oh my gosh. I, my arm was like dying at that point, but it was just really amazing. I think having that time to really devote and really study your craft or your flower and perfecting that technique and forcing yourself to do that has changed the way I really thought about making paper flowers. And then everything I made from that point on really was a game changer. And so I started doing a lot more with Caroline Tran. I've already done a whole bunch with Kelly Lemon. Those two photographers helped my career so much by taking those photos and learning from them. And at that point, I was taking pretty much all my photos. It really helped sharpen my flat lays photography and also at the same time networking quite a bit because I was going to networking and I went to this event. I met somebody from Nordstrom and that jumped my career also because I was able to do the first day of spring with them, not only in 2017, but also in 2018. And it was just really eye-opening, mm-hmm. working with that, doing so much more. And that's one thing I thought when I was doing paper flowers, you fall into the wedding world quite a bit. Um, I didn't make wedding flowers for my uh, wedding because I've been married for 11 years and paper flowers wasn't really a thing back then. <laughs> and so, but, you know, I did, my first paper flowers was for weddings. And I think that's so important and it's a great half for any budding paper florist who's thinking seriously about starting paper flowers. Weddings are such a great mm-hmm. event day to display something special like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I think it's really interesting because we both started, well, we both have a lot of clients who are wedding clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Priscilla, I- is yours more based on- I don't on
0: really Paris? do weddings.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, like the market's a little I turn bit.
0: Turned down a lot of weddings because that, for me, I don't like um, the pressure of weddings because I I get so like for my market it's mostly moms and that's me. So I can connect really well with them. I know what they need. I love helping them find exactly what they're looking for. Um, I do do commercial work and I don't feel the same pressure. For that as I do with weddings but I get like uh, I just finished up a huge wedding and it was stressful for me <laughs> uh, I'm always so concerned like oh I want them to have the best experience I'll kill myself to get that so I prefer not to do weddings I'll do backdrops for weddings but I don't really like the you know you All don't do rentals.
2: That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you don't uh, do rentals.
0: Yeah, but you guys at weddings, especially for the style of flower you do, mostly mine are like wallflowers. So I don't do that many bouquets and stem flowers, but you guys have those intricate stem flowers that you look at and you're like, oh, that's the real thing. Of course I want that for my wedding.
1: It's so funny. My husband um, always, when I bring fresh flowers, I was like, did you make that? Because he always thinks Aww. that everything. <laughs> I pay for flowers.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: But, you know.
0: Awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun to meet when we came for the master class. He was so much fun. And the two of you, your chemistry is so funny.
2: (laughs) You guys have definitely been married for 11 years.
1: (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. It was, we wanted to give you a little bit of inside track on how we got started. And as we continue with paper talk and bring in more stories and experience tips and tricks on how we do our paper flower, we want to open up the world of paper flower community to you guys and let you hear people, personal stories. So thank you so much for
0: listening to today and forward
1: to having you back in our next paper talk episode
0: make sure you check out the show notes on the paper talk blog for links and references to topics we talked about today thank you everyone for listening to our show join us next week for another episode of paper talk